0: Welcome to another Wednesday, you're here with Kyara, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and chatting with a new amazing guest. And you get to listen, because on Wednesdays, we do podcasts. Happy Wednesday, you're here with Kyara, and I cannot believe that this has all started to fall in place. Sitting with me here, I want to welcome Leonie, operator and owner of Core Value Fitness. Hey, Leonie. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, For everybody listening that doesn't know who you are, Briefly explain to everyone listening who Leone is and what made her.
1: Well, wow. who am I? I am, I guess, predominantly at the moment, I am a coach. I run a 24-hour gym. Uh, so, yeah, owner, manager of that. Of course, I have um, fantastic sidekick Cody in there helping me with that. I am also a single parent at the moment. Um, I have beautiful boys. Uh, they are well, the 10 and 12, about to kick on both to the next age bracket. Um, so that pretty much sums me up at the moment.
0: Sums you up. I um, remember after, like, the first – in our first season, you called me and you were sitting in the sauna. Oh. And um, <laughs> and you go to me, you know, Clara, I wanted to just um, – you know have a chat to you and and we sat on the phone for like an hour talking about all of these things that had happened into your life and you said oh you know if you ever want to come you know if you ever want somebody on the show let me know I said oh look we're not up to that but I'll let you know and here we are in season two and um Mariam's not here anymore and every week I've got somebody here talking with me and um I guess I wanted to know what is it that made you want to come on the show and talk to people what is it that you're passionate about that makes you get up every morning
1: Look, my, my drive at the moment is spreading the word on something that has affected myself in a major way, um, which is breast implant illness. Yep. Um, so that has been, you know, I guess that's dominated a fair bit of the last 12 months of my life and so I'm spreading the word on that and yep. letting girls know that, um, you know, what's commonly accepted these days with plus plastic and cosmetic surgeries sometimes the long-term effects isn't actually that great and I don't think people are actually aware of a lot of the complications. Yeah
0: I've certainly been following your journey um, on Facebook and I don't have like I don't think I have many friends that have breast implants but is it something is breast implant illness something that affects everybody or is it just it's hit and miss?
1: Look it's yeah no I don't think it would Definitely, don't think it would affect everybody. There is um, there is some genes that would make you more susceptible to having problems. Yeah. Um, your prior medical history could, uh, but you know, you just don't know if it's going to affect you or not. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of women out there that are saying that seeing um, the side effects of yeah, them yeah yeah
0: so what made you obviously to have issues with breast implants you have to have had breast implants put in so what made you get breast implants breast implants in the first place
1: oh uh, I guess that is that's a that can be a long story or a short story I guess the depends basic, how interesting mm, it is <laughs> yeah look I'm not like I'm, I'm dressed here in my work clothes. I mean, you know, basically gym clothes. Active wear is my attire for, you know, most days. So I'm not one to go out, you know, full hair and makeup. I'm not that kind of person. That's not me. Um, but I guess, you know, it starts when we're little girls, you know. Absolutely. Where, you know, the old Barbie doll theory, you know. We're given a Barbie doll and she's got boobs and hips and a tiny little waist and, you know. Um, as we grow up, I guess for me it was the influence of males in my life it was never ever my boyfriends or my partners it it came from outside sources really um I was always hippie um so carried a bit of weight through my hips and bum that's where I'd always put it on and so I never felt um, completely balanced um I was okay um you know we just plod along and it's not until somebody points something out and shoves it in your face that you realize that Oh, maybe I'm not okay. Um, on my twenty-first birthday, I had a um, a male a male uh, relation. Really, um, said to me, "Oh, what well, you're twenty one. You don't t- look twenty-one. Your boobs aren't very big. <laughs> you look like a
0: twelve-year-old." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, man. I'm about to go out, and I've got this singlet on, and now I feel really self-conscious that you know my boobs are just little. So you know, I was an A cup, you know, f- uh, until I had my kids. Uh, After I had kids, as uh, you do, you breastfeed and whatnot, your body goes through changes. And so one of my boobs was kind of returned a little bit to normal and the other was a little bit like, how's it going? (laughs) <laughs> they, they weren't they were they were not sisters they <laughs> no they were maybe distant relatives yeah. they just were nothing alike and I just become really self-conscious about getting undressed in front of my husband so how old were you when you decided to get them uh so I was 30 when the it all happened um I researched did the you know looked into it all i actually went down and um saw the surgeon twice before the surgery because i wanted to make sure i was doing the right thing and Mm. you go in and you try them on like you know they get a nice tight singlet and they actually put them into your top and you try them on and and i'd researched the surgeon himself as well i wanted the best surgeon i could get there was no way i wanted you know this botched job yeah um so i did everything i thought you know i could to um you know, make it all go smoothly, and the only my only concern then was uh, a rupture. Yep. So yeah, I was um, thirty. um It's you know, it cost cost ten grand. And what size did you get put in? So I had a three hundred and seventy-five gram. So is that it, what yeah? I have brought along <laughs> with me? Is one of my one of my implants? Oh wow! So it weighs three hundred and seventy-five. They're three seventy-five each. Yes. And so that made you what like a C. Cup. So I went from my, well, kind of like an A cup through to a, a, a 10 double E. Whoa. <laughs> I know. That's unbelievable. I was like, can I just be a C cup? And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll put this in. And, and when I went and got fitted uh, for a proper bra after the surgery, I ended up as a 10 double E, which is not at all what you hot. asked for. <laughs> no, it was uh, above and beyond what I'd even hoped for. Um, And, you know, they were okay. They were good. I I loved them. They gave me so much confidence. And
0: They um, did their purpose for a little while. Yeah. And I guess that's something that, um, you know, while I was thinking about, uh, you know, what makes somebody do something like this, you know, we've talked about on the show multiple times um, body image issues and things like that. And um, I know that Mariam, she had lots of people in her life that would make her feel shit. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I've never had that. Like I'm by no means... A fucking model you know what I mean but I'm so lucky that I've had people around me that make me feel confident in the way that I am and I made a pledge to myself this year and I don't think I've mentioned it that I want to go a whole year with just doing me and not doing anything for anybody else and sometimes not even doing things for myself and if I don't want to do them Um, because I just found myself like consumed by spending so much time going to the gym and and you know going for walks and stuff like that and I realized that it wasn't making me happy for that point in time and I guess I'm really lucky because my girlfriends were just like yep go ahead or you know my parents didn't say anything about it my partner just is letting me do me for just a little while and I just think giving yourself like a year but when you were growing up say 21 what was your friendship group like or through high school were they supportive did you have a good group of girls or are you one of those you look like you have more boyfriends
1: Yeah, (laughs) and that was me actually, and that's uh, kind of where I've been the last couple of weeks. I said, like, mentioned earlier to you that um, I've just had this this last ten days of I don't know, almost like a reinvention. Yeah, um, which I think we go through a few phases of like that in our lives. But no, I was always uh, had a boyfriend, long term boyfriends, like you know, two three years through high school, and then. My um, ex-husband and I were together for I think it was we were married for ten years, and I think it was nearly eighteen years we'd been together. And my current um, boyfriend, we've been. Do you say boyfriend
0: when you're your age? How weird!
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> boyfriend, partner. partner? We I don't. Know. We don't live together, so yeah. Uh, partners, yes. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend. Anyway, he's a boy, uh, and your friend. He's a guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a hot guy. Um. So yeah, you know, they've always been long-term relationships yeah and I always just found that perhaps I I should have had many many you know more no no oh I don't know (laughs) time in between yeah just to be me yeah no men yeah just to be myself and I think I grew uh drew confidence from having that one person in my life and I had friends um but it just, I just always had a, a man in my life to, you know, I guess I was close to friends maybe as yeah, well. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I'm exactly the same. I've had my man in my life for bloody 13 years. Like I don't know any different. And it, it works for me. Do you yeah. Know? Like, and it's not hard work. Like I know people are like, oh, it's such hard work. No, I'm like, no, it shouldn't be, har- shouldn't be hard no. work. You're doing it wrong. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you decided to get your implants taken out how long ago now? Uh, last August. Last August. Is that when you decided or you decided? Uh, well, you, you, Like you had them out in August, but how long ago did you go, you know what, enough's enough?
1: Yeah, so two years prior to that, um, well, yeah, so having – so I got them in yeah. and it was all, yeah, fantastic. Good. yeah. Look at these boobs. They're fantastic. Yeah. They did feel good. The only bitch about it was that I couldn't lay on my stomach at night. Um, healed up nicely. No problems there. But it was about two years in, I started to notice my health just hit – a wall and so then do you, just interrupting do you
0: think a normal person and i'm not calling you abnormal but do you think a normal person would notice that like you're obviously very in tune with your body mm. but you spend a lot of time you know looking after it, eating well naturopaths etc do you think a normal person would just be like oh, i'm not feeling great well back then i wasn't
1: oh right See, i only got into the gym and started my new life I guess I started this phase of my life after I become unwell right so that journey led me to where I am today. it sort of made me passionate about it because I didn't want to feel like that everything just went everything just went down the drain and it was just little things like I was constantly fatigued and then all of a sudden I had a a diagnosis of an autoimmune condition so went from having, I had, oh, you know how you asked me about the predisposition before, yeah. like is everyone going to get sick? Yeah. Well, I had an underactive thyroid when... Underactive was, active makes you thin or fat? No, generally fat. Right, yeah. So okay. people tend to <laughs> slows down your metabolism. You don't look like... We're that. <laughs> anyway, but, continue. But it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. You know, um, so that, um, oh, sorry, the predisposition. So I had underactive thyroid and... When I had the implants in, nothing was mentioned about that. And I actually have the original uh, brochure that the mm. surgeon gave me. Yeah. And in there that it says, you know, if you've got an autoimmune condition, this probably isn't a good idea for you. Um, so it was, yeah, about two years after I had them in that I got this – I was feeling like crap, insisted that the doctors do some testing, and it come back that I had um, autoimmune thyroid. So my body was, you know, really – Not fighting hard. My antibodies were 700 and they should be zero. Um, So that, and then I sought out a doctor in Adelaide and found out, oh, look, there's another condition. You're a celiac as well. And so all these things started to spiral um, afterwards. And I did everything I could to feel better. Like, yeah, I exercised. I learned to eat better. I gave up um, gluten because I had to, because, you know, it made me sicker. And I gave up all these things and just learned to Live a different lifestyle, um, but I never really overcome that constant fatigue and the just feeling. So you felt like,
0: better, but you never felt yourself. No,
1: it just wasn't right. It wasn't normal. Yeah. It wasn't what I remembered it to be. Isn't
0: that just so frustrating? Because I bet nobody believed you either.
1: No, and I saw so many people, and not one of them ever said, Oh, well, maybe do you think it could be implants? Yeah.
0: I think that it's only recently just come out that that's even a thing, though, because people just thought because they were a confined little thing that nothing ever escaped them, which, you know, I learned that there's very few things in the world that are actually confined, like... Yeah. You know that yeah. they are semi-porous. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, you have a I'm touching it. Look yeah, at it. Like, look at it. It's intact. I, right? I'll put a picture on our Facebook page so that you can see it. Also, what's this thing? Is that it? like what makes you? nipple? Uh, no, no, no.
1: So that's the bo- that's the back. That's the, that's back. the front. Oh, okay. So that just marks for the yeah. surgeon to lunge it up um, in there. That's. I but mean, that went in and it was like, like white, cleary color, and now it's that and now yellow color. It's all yellow from being inside the body. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Cool. So then after, uh. Yeah, after getting diagnosed with these problems, um, it was maybe six years after getting them that I was just like, you know what? I said to the doctor, I'd like to get like get them checked. Can I go for uh, MRI? So I went for an MRI. You got to go into this special place down the city that's actually got when you lay on your belly, it's got boob cutouts. Yeah, like right? yeah, made for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's designed for it. So I had the MRI and it came back that there was no rupture. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, there's no rupture. Checked, tick, yep. Yeah, okay, they're okay. Maybe this is just me now. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, well, it's not that, what now? And still nothing um, improved it. And then my cousin actually had a rupture with one of her implants and she she has been incredibly sick from it. And that got me thinking again like, oh, Jesus, you know, it just doesn't. It just doesn't feel right having mm. these in. I think they've served their purpose, and I'm going to get rid of them. And so it was six weeks before they came out that I decided, no, nah, I'm done. Rang the surgeon, got a consult. Did you go back to the surgeon that put them in? No, no. no they reckon don't do that because uh, they're more likely going to try and talk you into a new set a oh. new set rather than getting okay. Them out. Yep. So no, and then yeah, there. Uh, Six weeks from I want them out to get them out and they're done. Yeah. And so improvement health-wise, like dramatic? No, unfortunately, because what had happened, we'll see if if someone. (laughs) I'm like, sound so disappointed. I'm like, what? Are you supposed to feel a miraculous? Yeah, no, it wasn't. But but I know girls that have had that, the ones that haven't had them in perhaps as long and didn't have the health issues that I had. So my, my hormones will hit rock bottom. Yeah. They actually tested me for menopause.
0: Yep. I can imagine that, actually. That's one yeah. of the things that I was thinking, like, from a, a reproductive point of view, like, that would just send yep. nightmares. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So my body's constantly fighting. Yeah. So, um, you know, my adrenals are fucked. I've had – oh, sorry, am I allowed to say Yeah, that. you're allowed to swear. It's a um, podcast, not radio. So, you know, uh, I've had, you know, con- chronic fatigue for years. Um, and those things – Take so long, you know. You think they were in for eight and a half years, so I've got eight and a half years of damage to undo. Yeah, so it's it might tack- take you eight and a half years to it, feel better. It is taking time. Yeah, but I'm certainly glad they're out. I've definitely got more energy and I'm clearer in the brains, and my libidos come up, and you know I'm starting to get breakouts at um, certain times in the month in my cycle, and you know all these things are happening that's supposed to happen. And I'm like oh, that's, you know, shit, I've got pimples again. Shit, okay, my hormones might be coming back. It's like, yes, I've got zits (laughs) for the first time since you had had boobs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was funny that I'd had cystic acne up until I had them and while they were in, my skin was beautiful because it stuffed up all my system. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: Unreal, isn't it? I I guess what I – don't really understand is like, I don't really have boobs. I'm a B cup. Like at the B's nice. Yeah. B's good. And like that's like at the best time of the month, you know, like <laughs> I'm a B cup and I run around in sports bras every day and I can get away with wearing dresses and you couldn't pay me to have fake titties. Oh. Like they are hard work. Like I, my friends that have them, you know, have to wear special bras and I'm just like... Mate, I can go to Aldi and buy a bra. Like, I am so grateful for my baby boobs. Like, I really am. And I just – it makes me sad to think that somebody would even feel the need to do that. And I understand you had no titties. Like, an A cup is – like moves, like men have bigger boobs than that (laughs) they are you know like (laughs) men like my my boyfriend would have bigger tits than you had but you know it just makes me so sad and what do you think was the thing that really pushed you over the edge was it that uncle or whoever it was back at the 21st or was that just the straw
1: yeah that was probably that that was massive like for me to still you know my memory's been really pretty crappy with you know how my health's been yeah it hasn't been memory hasn't been a priority to my brain yeah Um, But that has stuck with me and, like, it's vivid in my memory, that one instance. But there was lots of little things over time, you know. It's just feeling out of proportion and that was uh, a big one. But, you know, my husband, my well, now ex-husband, he asked me not to do it. He really did not want to. He had always told me, you know. You're perfect just the way you are. Yeah, and more than a handful, you know, is a waste. Um, And... um, But you did it anyway. I did. I wanted it But you needed it. Yeah.
0: And you know what? I think that it's also important for people to know, like, if sometimes, like you said, it did its job. It did its job for those probably, let's be honest, two years. That's probably, (laughs) you know, ticked a box. But, you know, it did its job. And I think that's the hardest part. Like, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you just have to keep an eye on it. And it's shit, isn't it?
1: And you know what? The couple, you know, I was... After I had them, I was so self conscious of my boobs because they were too big. Because <laughs> they were because they were they were nice. They were yeah. you know they are a good juicy size. So any of my uh, bras I buy for gym, like my crops, they'd always be high necks because there's no way I wanted to be doing like a bent over row or anything in the gym. And people With the would be able to see yeah. down my tops. I how many tops you know? Bought a few nice booby tops, and I never wore them because I are so self conscious. But they're for you. They were for you. Yeah. You didn't do it for anyone but no. you. So I didn't want them on show. Um I was just happy that, you know, it balanced out my hips and it yeah, yeah, it still looks nice. So
0: do you have any brothers or sisters? I've got one sister. You've got a sister? Does yeah. she have
1: boobs? She does now. Oh
0: interesting. Did yeah. she have the same issue as you? Like you'd just so, no boobs and all hips?
1: Yeah, exactly the same. She's probably a little even more on the extreme than I was. Probably flat sorry. Sorry, sister. (laughs) She was probably flatter and hippier than I was. Yeah. And she actually, she's younger than me and she had them in before me. Yeah. And uh, I saw what she'd done and I was just like, oh, my God, I want that too. Yeah. So she actually inspired me to get them a little bit. Is she doing okay? No, her health is, yeah, pretty rock bottom. And see, that's where it comes into. I think our genes just were not cut out for it.
0: I don't know if you were listening, but I think back in season one I was talking about Predisposition to cancer, and I'm by no means a doctor, so like, don't take what I'm saying for gospel. But it's like, um, it's nature over nurture, like where you were brought up. Like the Riverland has huge cancer rates Ooh, because yeah. of all the sprays and things like that. We have like disgusting rates of mental health issues, yep. drug use, blah blah blah. And I often wonder if, like, because of where we are and what we eat and who we hang around, etc., mm-hmm. we have. Because my aunties are both adopted, um, but. You know, my grandma had cancer and my aunties have all battled it. You know, they're not genetically yeah,
1: yeah, yep, at not, all attached. Not blood related. No, but they are, you know,
0: but they lived from yeah. children. You know, they grew up together and it just, it blows my mind that it doesn't matter how you were born, it's how you were raised. Mm. Do, what about your mum? What did she think when you and your sister got?
1: Uh, mum was very supportive. She understood. Of course she was because yeah. she's a mum. Did yeah. she try and stop you? Um, no, I don't think she did. No. Nah. No. Nah. But we had no reason to. We were just worried. They told us that these guys, because they were yeah. the gummy bear, the cohesive yeah. silicon, right? They were the latest and great. The, the, they were the latest, newest, most fantastic thing out. They said that you know these guys could get run over by a bus and they'd still be fine. Yeah. And that's what the surgeons are telling us. There's no, you know, they're like, oh, are they going to rupture? Maybe just get them, you know, replaced every ten years. But they don't tell you that. Okay, and go for our MRIs every couple of years just to make sure that they're actually okay. They don't. You know, so we just thought, oh, is like in a rupture.
0: You'd know if some silicon was leaking out, wouldn't you? Like you'd, oh, you'd have yeah. to smash it hardcore yeah, to get a rupture. Yeah. I don't know how that yeah. works.
1: Like so these these don't actually like
0: Yeah, they feel rupture, like a rupture. jelly bean. They yeah. feel like a jelly bean. Yeah, so, uh, sorry, like a gummy bear.
1: Yep, so that's the consistency of it. So, they, yeah. you know, they kind of ooze a bit out. But the problem with these is that they do leach. Mm. You know how they, you don't drink water out of a car that's, you know, for the water bottles we yeah. sit in the car. It's like that. You don't drink that water because the... Plastic's been leaching in. Well, you just don't water. drink
0: water out of plastic, do you? Well, BPA-free, all of that. All of that. Yeah. Only use them once, all of that jazz. I broke my nose. Everybody that knows me knows this. So my nose is fucked. Like, it faces significantly to the right. And people are like, why don't you get it fixed? I'm like, because you're the one with the problem with my nose. Like, I don't give a shit. It makes for a really good story. Yeah. And at the moment, I can still breathe out of it until I can't breathe. Then I'll get it fixed, yeah. you know. But I'm like, oh, well, it needs, like, a proper rhinoplasty. Like, she's done and dusted. There's no cartilage yeah. that hangs on anymore. And I'm like, well, is that going to be like a fake booby? You know, because it's plastic in my body. I don't know. I'll have to look into it.
1: Yeah, I haven't I haven't had much experience talking about that one. But yeah. anything, you know, they're doing butt, butt implants. And- yeah, made out of the same stuff. I saw the calf implants. I, I know a girl who's got calf implants, and I, she would dearly love them out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, Yes. If they can stick it in there, they will.
0: And when you have them out, does the tissue, like, grow around it? Like, it's not obviously just, like, slit pull out after eight years. There'd be all sorts of stuff. (laughs) Like, you know, my partner had his um, plates around his broken ankle taken out and, like, the bone had grown over it and all of that sort of stuff. Like,
1: Damn. Yeah. So um, the ideal way to get them taken out is a full on block totomy. I can't say that word now. So
0: you remove all of the tissue around it. So,
1: yeah, your body makes a capsule, depending on how long it's been in there, mm-hmm. there'll be this like crusty capsule surrounding it. Gross, yeah. And a good surgeon will get that out intact because inside that capsule can actually be the the fluid, yeah. which has got all the toxins in it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, my surgeon and mine were under muscle as well, so he had to – he cut along the original incision, had to hoick it all open, skin, muscle, the works, and it was actually – like shit to a blanket onto my ribs. So he was actually here to scrape it all Ugh. little bit by little bit off my ribs to then remove it intact in one packet basically yeah. so it was all together. So it was a four-and-a-half-hour surgery to get them out.
0: So similar to like – and I'm not comparing what you've yeah. had with like a person who's had breast cancer, but they'd have the entire – thing taken out with yeah. like a full mastectomy yeah
1: so they would have the tissue and yeah whatever was affected at, taken out as well so
0: comparing what you've done having implants put in to somebody who say has huge titties and wants them reduced mm-hmm. what what sort of thing would you compare it to from a a mental point of view like do you think that there's any sort of comparisons with
1: you know yeah look I look I know I've known girls that have had uh, re- reductions okay it's a Pain the bum. You talk about how annoying boobs can be, having you know massive ones that are causing issues with their necks and backs. Then you know the self-conscious of them, um, they won't have that foreign object put into them, but. It's certainly a huge, big surgery. Yeah,
0: because I know um, people that have them for obviously health reasons, but a lot of people have them taken out as well because they're self conscious in the opposite way of what you were. You know, yeah. people going, mate, you've got huge tits, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I, I didn't pick these. You yeah. know, I was born with, I wasn't, as women know, <laughs> but you know, I, in the third person, I was born with these. And, and it just makes me feel like, you know, we're always so like self consumed in the way that we are. Mm. I just, it blows my mind that, you know, Um, you know, you'd see it a lot at the gym, I'm sure. And this is something that I wanted to talk to you about with um, gym culture as well. So, while we're in here, we want to talk about it. Um, Do you see, I mean, you've got a 24-hour gym, so you wouldn't see all of your clients all of the time. Do you have any sort of negative stuff or do you try and stamp that out? I know you've got like a, what would be considered a normal gym. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah we're, just, we're like we're 24-hour access gym, so people come and go, and you're right. I miss out on seeing a lot of people. You know, if I pop in at random times of the night for some reason, if I'm coming home from the pub or, yeah. you know, have been out for tea and I'm just like, oh, I forgot to pick up this, so I might call in, and I'll see different people. You know, some people I'll see down the Woolies, and i am just be like, hey, how are you going? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm still coming. And I'm just like, well, I just wanted to, you know. I <laughs> just like, wanted to okay. check in. That's okay. I just wanted to, you know, say hi, but... You know, I don't even know if people are coming at times because we do get them come through at 4 a.m. or 2 a.m., you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was going to um, CrossFit for a while. Yeah. One of my work colleagues, um, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. But I have this sick competitive streak in me. Like, it's not healthy. And I think for people like me, um, it can really not do any good. Like... And what really annoyed me was, like, where are you? Why weren't you here today? Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, mate, I hold myself accountable for things. Like, you don't think I kick myself? Like, you know, as a gym coach or PT, do you, like, are you you concerned about people not going or are you concerned about people, why they're not going? Like, Mm -hmm. I always, like, well, are you worried if I was sick? Because you didn't ask if I was unwell. You just asked where I was. Yeah. Or is it not something that you see?
1: Yeah, look, it depends. Like, we... You know, our classes, they are a real little community because they all go off for a coffee and yep. catch up. And, you know, if someone's down and out, that they're really supportive and they kind of flock together around that person. And it's a great, um, great bunch. You know, the individuals that come and go on their own, you know, it's harder to keep tabs on them because we just don't, Some, you know, I personally wouldn't see them. Um, I guess the people that I work closest with is my individual clients. Right? Yeah, your PT yeah. clients. Yeah, I'm, I'm a coach. Yeah. And part of being a coach is that I get them through. I'm in their corner no matter what. So if we see them, if I see them face-to-face once or twice a week, I'm still worried about what's going on with the rest of the week. You know, are they coming in? What's going on? And, you know, yeah, I find a lot of the time people just aren't confident to come on their own.
0: Yeah, and And I think um, I was only thinking about it the other day. I thought to myself, I'm like, I think if you start on your own, that's the best you know like you don't build up this expectation of having to go with a friend do you ever tell people to slow down
1: all the time yeah I had a especially I had a male client who I had to read him in it was like we're gonna pull you back let's uh what do you think about yoga yeah
0: yeah (laughs) but just no I just feel like in this day and age nobody's like you know what you just need to slow it down. Yeah. You just oh. need to breathe and maybe maybe the gym's not where you need to spend yeah. your time. Maybe it's meditating at mm. home. Like, here's a fucking app,
1: you yep. know. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, to... Whatever people can do to help themselves is what I'm keen on. Look, I have, I've done myself out of clients because I've just told them, you know, this isn't the best thing for you at the moment. Um, sleep and nutrition, that comes before exercise. If they are not nailing those things. How then... much
0: sleep do you get a night I need I need nine hours. Oh finally somebody that understands me. Yeah. And I, I, you exercise, I don't I need nine hours because this girl's head doesn't stop yep. all like yeah. my brain doesn't stop all day and although I'm not physically active, like my brain hurts sometimes.
1: You think we're at all the places we get stress from? You know, we get stress from our relationships, our environment, our food, exercise. You know, you only got to get behind the wheel of a car and you're stressed. And if you're, you know, not looking after yourself, all those stresses add up. And that's that's not going to help a girl out.
0: No. And so you got to sleep. But then there's some people that don't need to sleep. I work with a lady at work who can function and, like, functions brilliantly with four hours.
1: Mm. When does that catch up,
0: though? I don't know. She's, like, 50-something and she's doing it. I'm like,
1: what am I going to be like
0: when I have kids? Did you sleep nine hours when you had kids?
1: Broken uh yeah it would have you been bro- it it would have been very broken <laughs> you know i had a i had a baby that screamed until he was tw- you know s- 12 12 months old and he chucked and he was you know love him to bits but he was hard- could have killed him worked. i i watched episodes and episodes of friends sitting up you know trying to pat him and rock him and get him to sleep in the end, we just locked the door. And- yeah. <laughs> you know, we just you decided like- that
0: it was just too hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mum was, well, after the first one, I had, um, like, I, I had, a you know, a bit of um, postnatal depression. Like, it was really hard.
0: Do you know, I read, who was it? I don't know, some, Carrie Bickmore has just, like, admitted, she's like, I think I have postnatal depression. Now, I don't understand it because I've never been natal or whatever it is. I've, I haven't had a kid. <laughs> but... I just feel like everybody, surely everybody must feel real shit.
1: Yeah, look, it depends on the baby, depends on the birth. Everything adds up. My second child, I didn't realise how hard the first round was until I had my second one. And, and he that's was, how it's supposed to be, He yeah. was just like, it was that little, A walking, ah. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, two hours awake, two hours asleep, chuck him in his cot, love you, bye. <laughs> and I'll just walk out. He'd be blinking at me with these eyelashes that curled up to his eyebrows, like, and I'm just like, oh, you're pretty, but I'm, I'm going. To Your brother, you. I could have killed
0: him, yeah. yeah.
1: And he'd just go to sleep by himself. So,
0: like, uh, not that this was on the but now that you've mentioned it, postnatal depression, what were some of the signs that you felt? Like, Uh, just, I know know that you don't have a great memory. We've already... Yeah, yeah. no,
1: no. And definitely, honestly, it's shocking for back that time in my life. Um, Sad, really, really sad, heaps of anxiety, lots of tears, just really feeling very blue.
0: Because I know that a lot of mums struggle to get out of the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. See, all I ever wanted to do was be an at-home mum. And so with that... with Cody we didn't plan on me heading off to work or anything and so in the end um I was going to have 12 months off I was a banquet say at the time and I was going to have 12 months off and um we ended up pushing that out because I found I could clean houses I actually managed the junk mail delivery in locks for some time <laughs> and you know I found whatever way but those things kept me out the house mother's group was a godsend you know just being able catch up with yeah and
0: imagine having your gym community now like imagine having what you have now back then I'm sure it would have changed your change your perspective but yeah
1: if I have another one I'm just going to take them to work with
0: me if you have another one how old are you now I'll
1: be 40 you can do it
0: you can do it (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, I'm 26 now and the idea of having kids still does like not sit with me right and I know that like someday I'm gonna be ready I know I I know I will but just not yet like the, I was six days late the other month and I was like uh, uh, like <laughs> 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 I said to the lady at work I'm just like oh you know I, it's coming though it's fine and she goes who cares if you're pregnant I'm like fucking me like what do you mean she's like "Kayara, you've got a house a good job a partner like why would you I'm That's just it. like I am not ready for this shit. It's so scary. You know they say you're never ready. I know, but there's so many people out there that want kids that can't have them, and, you know, it just makes me feel, and this is something that I never talk about, like it makes me feel like I don't deserve them because I don't want them. Aww, yeah. Isn't that hard? Like, yeah. and there's people out there that do want them. Yep. And they can't have them, and, hey, I don't even know if I can have them. Who knows? But I just feel like, ugh, about it, and I shouldn't. Well, you know.
1: it'll happen when it's supposed to, I guess. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or when I'm ready or whatever the universe bullshit mm. says to me.
1: So um, in
0: one of our episodes, we talked about things that we hate. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And this can be like pure, honest, deep thoughts. Or they can be like, for example, me. Yeah. I don't like creamed corn. That's one thing that I really hate. Yeah, I don't I like people they, that yeah. don't brush out their curls after getting them done. And I don't like kitten heels. They're three things that are pretty insignificant three things that are significant that I don't like, people um, that bail, that really annoys me, friends that, like, let you down, mm, you yep, know. Yep. So what's what's something that you hate?
1: Shit. I, I really hate people that whinge about shit and don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like, Core Value is my business name and that came, that stemmed from my Core values. So I was either going to do, become a PT uh, or I was going to do real estate management and I had a life coach at the time because I was going nuts being at home. Mum was probably the most stressful time of my life. And, um, yeah. So
0: you don't like it when people don't, just, they complain about things and then yes, don't I'm, do anything about it. So,
1: like, yeah, I'm here, I want to help people, but when there's stuff happening in their life, whether it be their health or their relationship, or their work, like, if there's, like, you have the power to change shit. Yeah. Don't just sit there and not do anything. Absolutely. I think the trouble, though, is a lot of people don't see their way out. Like, I was in a marriage that was failing miserably. You know what? you you got to do one step at a time, and if you're not happy... Do something get about the fuck it.
0: out. Do yeah. think about it. Yeah, I mean, try, try and sort it out. And if you can't sort it out, get out. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. wasting each other's time as well. You know, like you're so lucky you've gone and found, you know, maybe the next forever guy. Like we hope, you know. But hopefully, we move on with it <laughs> anyway. That's awkward. <laughs> um, but you know, you found somebody else. If you left that to a 60 in an unhappy relationship, who's to know what happens? You know, my parents separated, and when they told me, they're like, you know, um, we just want to let you know. I said, oh, about time.
1: Yeah, no, it, <laughs> but it doesn't just apply for relationships. Like, it's just... Weight,
0: well, that's one of my favourites, when people complain about their weight and don't do anything about it. Yeah. I don't complain about my weight because I know why I'm, like, not healthy and the size that everybody wants me to be because I don't do anything about it,
1: but I'm not complaining. Look, there's, there's trade-offs, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah. You know, we're talk- I was talking to somebody today about, you know, uh, six-packs. I'm like, well, I've been there and done that, you know, 12 months ago. You know, I yeah. was... The- I remember when you did your um, photo shoot. Best freaking condition. Thank God I had my boobs still. Um best condition of my life right that was so hard yeah that's my life that was no alcohol that was sticking to the food plan to a tea that was no I couldn't even lick my finger. like my kids have pancakes and Nutella every day for breakfast right yeah I couldn't even have the Nutella that was on my finger I couldn't even like lick it I had to wipe it off because that wasn't part that of was the plan. against the ab plan it was not in the ab plan at how long all. did it take you
0: to get rid of the abs
1: uh, four.
0: Two days? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Nah, a couple of ciders? A cu- couple of weeks because I uh, had a, did one of my courses in Melbourne, so I was off to Melbourne and I was having gluten-free chocolate brownings every day. And, um yeah, it kind of just went a bit downhill from there, but I was just like, you know what? There's a trade-off. Yeah. I loved looking like that. Damn, I loved my legs. They finally leaned out. But... I like to have a drink, you know. You like to be able to lick the Nutella. I love licking the Nutella and (laughs) bugger me if I don't pinch a few pieces of their pancakes too. Absolutely. So I'm happy, you know, where I am now but there's trade-offs to everything.
0: And you have to prioritise, don't you, because – I know um, that's something that I did. I gave up on doing certain things so I could spend more time with my friends and spend more time with my partner because I do work a lot. Yep. So it's just like, well, they're the things that make me happy, so they're the things that I'm going to do just yep. for a little while if, you know, that's what has to be. What's the next thing that you hate?
1: Damn. Oh, God, I don't know if I've got another thing that I hate.
0: Hmm. The awkward silence in podcasts isn't great. you got to come up with something. Is there a food that you don't like?
1: I hate gluten, but that's a different story. I hate dairy too, but I love chocolate, so I'm I'm very (laughs) conflicted on that
0: one. But you can have chocolate that doesn't have dairy.
1: Yeah, I I try. But not good stuff. it doesn't taste good. I try and see the best in, you know, a lot of things. Oh, this positivity bullshit. Yeah. Find something, Leonie. Find something. Look, if I fester on that shit that I hate. No, you don't have to fester on it. You know what? I hate being alone.
0: There we go. There. See?
1: That's yep. why I've always had a boyfriend. I yep. hate being alone.
0: Even in the house? Like you don't like when the kids are at their dads or you don't so like... So I
1: hate it when my kids are at home at times. They drive me nuts. But uh, it's probably because I have them three weeks straight, you know, without a break. And then when they're gone, if, uh, if Greg's not around, I'm on my own. And I really hate being on my own. And sometimes I don't even just hate being on my own. It's just that maybe I hate that... I don't have a life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I so, know. So that's one thing. Um, that's a big one, I know, think. And me and my kids have spent Christmas lunch by ourselves. At, you know, we have had, you know, people around us and we've had no one around us. So being alone is, is possibly one of my uh, reasons, I Do that- you
0: know, people tell me that I should meditate because of all of the stuff that goes on in my head and mm-hmm. the thoughts and just the way that my brain works. But being alone in my thoughts... Scares the hell out of me. Yep. Like it really scares me. And um, I only spoke to my partner about it not long ago because it's currently seeding time here with the farmers and he spends, you know, 12 hours a day on a tractor. And I said to him, I'm like, you got to make an effort to talk to people. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard, there's no phone service, but, you know, stay in touch with the social aspect because you can get caught up in your own thoughts. It's and like a
1: solitary confinement. It right? is. It's
0: like, and I'm giving advice and not taking it, you know, but um, then I learned that, you know, meditation wasn't about sitting in thoughts. It's about, Breathing and, and oh, yeah, that's right. You get used to it, but it's about sitting in your thoughts and breathing and and letting a thought come to you and then letting it go. Yes, I just can't let
1: things go. Oh, yeah, that's oh, so I like to deal with things. I like to, yes. I'm a list person, oh, I have my list cross it off. And if I can't, nothing cross it better off than a tick, yeah, <laughs> sitting there. Um, the other, and I've, I've already thought of my next thing, yeah, go. I, I hate being idle, I can't just sitting sit still. around, yeah, I, I like to have something kind on of in my head, perhaps. That's where that's. For
0: the same thing. Yeah. I know. It's just one of these busy people things. You know how they say if you want something done, give it to a busy person? Yeah. And you're the same like at work. People are like, oh, Kyra, I know you're busy, but can you do this? And I'll always do it. And then when I've got nothing to do, I'm looking for things to do. And I don't know. I'm probably the same. It's because I'm scared of being, you know, A, not needed. That's something that I'm scared of. Yeah. Like what if one day I make myself replaceable? (laughs) That's a scary thought, isn't it? Mm. Um, and then, yeah, being in your own – being in my own head is something that I don't want anybody to have to be because it's bloody – there's a lot of shit going on up there.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, that's- and then that's why I don't want to be alone. Don't be idle. Don't be alone. Because then <laughs> the thoughts are going through the head. Yeah. And you get caught up in it all.
0: Do you get that on like a treadmill? Do you go for a run on a treadmill and you like get? that's why I've always got music on as yeah. well. Because I always have the, you know, Spotify going in the car because I don't want to actually have to think about things.
1: Yeah. See, I'll even find I've got to tune out. I'll tune out music. I like listening to... Like podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> podcasts or things I'm learning, yep. which isn't always. And I, actually, the last week I've changed. Um, I usually listen to a lot of, uh, like, health mm-hmm. podcasts. What are you listening so, to now? Uh, well, I was listening to a heap of the ATP science stuff. We yep. well, plug their stuff. We sell their – we stock their products and yep. believe in them. Um, so I wanted to know more about that. And they talk a lot about um, health in general. So I've had to swap to – ooh, what's her name? Christine uh, – I can't think of it at the moment she um, it's more about self love
0: yeah yeah I listen to Russell Brand who's a comedian and absolute psychopath like don't get me wrong he's a nut job and his podcasts go for like an hour each but there's tidbits in there that I just love like I love like the one liners and the bits that I can take away and one huge thing that I like about his podcast because I'm I don't know if you've when you listen, but I'm super interested in religion and people's belief systems, not because I'm religious or have a belief system that I'm aware of that I can put into words. Um, but, yeah, he talks about all of these different religions and um, I always ask people, you know, do you have a belief system or a religion that you base your life around? Do you have anything? She's shaking her head. <laughs> no. People can't hear the no, head shaking. The- no, sorry. No. Am- as unreligious as they come. But that's in itself, like I I'm as well. Like I don't I don't really know how to class what I've got, but I'm just constantly want to learn. Yeah. And it blows my mind, A, that in the twenty first century with all of this information, that we still question like does it matter how we got here? Like live your fucking life. I don't know, that's my thing.
1: If people are that worried about it, I just think maybe they've got too much time on their hands. Absolutely. I, and it's a community thing. That's the other thing. I think that's where I've missed out. See, at the moment, I don't I don't play team sport, and that's yep. why I got into the gym. I wasn't a team sport player. Mm-hmm. I, well, I did play netball until I was 19 from, you know, teeny tiny, yep. but it just I just didn't slot into that team team, team environment. Yep. I like I love being one-on-one with people. One yep. two, Yep, fantastic. Um, maybe that then goes back to why I always had a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um so the team thing, maybe maybe I missed out by not being by yeah. not come to church. I didn't have that community. Absolutely. And I
0: mean I grew up like you would have heard, my my dad's side of the family was religious, but I liked going and hanging out with the other kids, and you know, eating the wafers that you weren't supposed to eat, and drinking the wine that wasn't alcoholic, and you know, um, and and hanging out in my grandpa's you know closet with all of his different colored capes that all meant things. And I didn't ever care about why I was there. I just loved being social. Yeah. And um. And now I don't want to be social with. I am I'm antisocial now. I don't like being in big groups, like concerts. I don't like that. The noise is overwhelming for my. Already overstimulated
1: brain. Yeah. um Do you like small groups still? Uh, look, I don't mind really small groups. I don't mind teaching the classes at the gym, like my teenagers group, where you know there's five or six of them. Love that. Love yep. that size. Uh, more than that, I'm starting to feel a little bit like you know this bit, is too many. A little bit lost in it. Yeah. I do love the classes. Don't get me wrong. You know we'll teach classes that are there's twelve also people win them, Mm. Um, and I do love that every now and then, but I find I am exhausted, just totally exhausted after those days.
0: I I did a funeral last Friday, and I do weddings. This is the first and I promise you last funeral that I'll do, and it's not because it was a terrible experience because it won't. It was beautiful, but the emotion and the exhaustion that I felt after that, I actually feel like I got sick from it. Like, I, I caught a cold and, like, I let it, I let the cold get to me type thing because I'd let all of these barriers down, which I feel like protect me. And this is, like, mm. deep stuff. Like, I, I honestly felt like I had to let them all go because I don't have uh, a lot of care I don't know how to put that in words for people to understand, but I'm not a very empathetic person. Okay. So to be empathetic at this funeral, I was like, yeah, i got to let all of these guards down. I let them down and I got sick and I cried in front of people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Horrific, yeah. That
1: would be really hard for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, for like two I seconds. Yeah. How, how that's very – it would be confronting for you.
0: Yeah, it was. And I, like, had to – I actually, like, stood up in front of – it was like 140 people and I went, all right, sorry, guys, I'm just going to pull myself together here. I said that in front of people and – it was um, the most mind blowing thing. You would see it in the gym when you see a result. You know when people finally see their result and they thank you for it, and you like have to remind them that it was all them. Like yeah, you were there in their corner, like you said. Yeah, but it was they it was the all them.
1: They do the work. They make the changes. Yeah, like and
0: that's probably the most rewarding thing, wouldn't you say? Like when oh
1: yeah, is Seeing that people, what you we could like? I look for bright spots. You know, we have girls that come in and I hate scales. God, we hate scales. But they'll get on the scales and nothing's changing. And it's just like, yeah, but your pant sizes have dropped and you come to the gym four times a week and you're lifting more weight and like you're enthusiastic and you breeze in here, you're like a whirlwind zooming past into the down into the room. Like there's so many bright things that happen that, you know, but we why do we focus on those you know, those little things that we think matter that I know. It's something
0: that we need to change. It's something that we need to change as a bigger part of the world. You know, like, I I want kids to grow up not even looking at the number on the scales. Like, yep. do you feel well? Are you eating well?
1: Are you sleeping? Are you, you sleeping? Do you poo? Yeah. Do you shit
0: once a day? Like, if you're not shitting once a day. There's like, a problem. Yeah. I oh. remember when I was at my prime health, right, I went to um, – I call it a witch doctor. She was, like, a kinesiologist, but a witch doctor. And um, so for six weeks – She's like, try it for six weeks. I want you to one week cut out this, next week cut out that. I was vegan, like proper vegan, but proper, yep. like yeah, yeah. eating really well. And I did it for six months. Yep. I went to the toilet three times a day. Damn. My skin had colour. I, like, I, I didn't lose heaps of weight. Like, I didn't, you know, but I was leaner yep. and um more full of energy <laughs> and i look at myself now i'm like car you could do that again but fuck me that was hard work the trade-off the trade-off was <laughs> not worth it but i now try to implement parts of that you know more veg more fruit all yep. of that sort of stuff and have a vegetarian meal twice a week yep. just for fun you know because you have to keep it in you yep so for everybody listening at home what are some three takeaways from your experience that you would like so you know i told people to clean up their social media that was something that was important to me
1: actually i did that yeah. you did that yeah beautiful yep i've every uh every instagram fitness model type i've deleted out i've added back in some uh, you know cute animals or wildlife or something yes. that actually makes me Pets smile instagram yeah <laughs> instead of making me feel like oh i should have abs i should have abs you yep. know what the trade-off's not important enough.
0: It hit us with a couple of pieces of advice then.
1: <sighs> Look, without sound, sounding corny, we really need to learn to love ourselves and we've got to find that. And I, don't, I think, well, shit, you know what I've been through with my illnesses and starting businesses and going through a, a divorce and it's taken nearly 40 years for me to really start to gain some confidence in who I am and not give a shit about everybody else. Yes, you know, if they... Take take me or leave me. I'm a good person. Yeah. Like, I know I'm a good person. I'm sorry and if you d- don't like that.
0: Do you know what? I had, um, for the first time, like, somebody, like, unfriend me. Oh. And, um... I don't know why I noticed, but they, like, popped up in my suggested friends. And I was like, oh, I thought we were friends. And I was like, you know what? We're not fucking friends. (laughs) Why were we friends on Facebook? I don't know. Like, I've got, like, 500 friends on Facebook, and I don't know. And I appreciate, you know, all of the likes and all of the comments and stuff like that. And I became, like, obsessed about it. And it's not healthy, is it? Yeah, how
1: many likes?
0: Yeah, how many likes until you're good enough? That's right. One of my favorite episodes. Um, What else? So let's do one for the people that are looking to improve their health. What's something that you can hit them with that's not me but
1: stress is a carcinogenic we have to reduce stress so if you're wanting to start a health journey and i'm not saying it's a health and fitness journey it might be just a wellness journey yeah. which i love um get on top of stress like whether it be hey what well, do you know do you know take something to help manage your stress besides alcohol you know or right, maybe we can chuck some ashwagandha or something nice in there you know take oh you know what i'm so selfish And I love it. I I give myself an hour a day. An hour a day, I will sit in the infrared sauna. I will exercise. I will have coffee with a girlfriend. An
0: hour out of 24 is what you give yourself. One hour. (laughs) Isn't that selfish? Yeah.
1: And And everybody would
0: say that's selfish, but it's not.
1: That makes me a better mum. I'm less cranky bitch to my kids. Yeah. And that's really important to me.
0: Um, And to your employees and your clients as well, I'm sure that they appreciate that.
1: Yep. Yep, definitely. They love me being actually you know what they never see that side (laughs) it's my it's the people that matter the most it's my children that see that yeah and my partner you know they they suffer the most my mum, you know
0: that's what they're for they're the initial and they they know yeah they
1: know they look at you they can see you when you're vibrant and happy and they're like oh she's well you know she's good is that true that's true what's our third um reduce stress love yourself
0: get nine hours of sleep. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there's those things. Yeah,
0: like, that's stress-related though, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Yep. Yeah, stress. Um, hmm, there's so many. We could do a whole – we could just do pages and pages of things that I've learnt. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, while Leonie's thinking of her third thing, um, we're going to post on Facebook some stuff that Leonie's put together in relation to uh, the breast implants and removal stuff as well. So I'm sure that if you are interested in getting breast implants or you've got someone you want to get them taken out, that Leonie will be more than happy for you to message her privately to be able to do that. If anything that we've said has provoked anything as well, make sure that you get in touch with people that will be able to help. Um, Have you thought of your third thing? No, nah. so There's I, too many. There is too many, and I guess the other thing is that um, sometimes you know we've been through a lot of stuff on this epi- on this podcast as well. You've, I'm sure, been able to take a lot of stuff home, and you don't have to take it home either. That's the coolest part. Like I love podcasts because you don't have to listen if you don't want to. Yeah, like you can get halfway through and be like, you know what, this is shit. Catcher. <laughs> uh,
1: look, I've always said with any of my all my all my posts regarding my um, implant journey uh, public on my Facebook profile, so anyone so people can actually see it and yeah, share it. Yeah, and, and if I've, they don't want to read it, just don't. No, and that's exactly what I've always said. Don't feel obligated to read it because yeah. this is, you know. This that's is, your journey. You know what, if you've got if you've got implants and you've been a bit off and no one can put their finger on it, okay, just investigate it. Look into yeah. it. I'm not saying go and do it because I know how much they bloody cost to get in and out. They're as expensive to get out as in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not something you're going to rush into, and I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, but if you're feeling off. And no one can tell you why. Hit you
0: up. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's probably enough for our Wednesday here. So until then, what I need to take away is you keep doing you, Hans. Thanks so much, Leonie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.